I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching. You know, hey. we actually, we, we haven't really reintroduced ourselves in months. So we should uh, reintroduce ourselves, even though, you know, we just said, I'm Steve, I'm Byron. Well, I'm Byron Tidwell. I uh, am a resident of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm really old and cranky, and um, I've been in entertainment most of my life. You? I I forgot. I'm old. I can't remember. <laughs> I am, No, I'm Steve Fisher, and uh, I, I, too, have been in entertainment most of my life in various forms. I am not averse to television, film, stage, or the printed page, so or podcasting. Oh, that counts. That I think it does. Okay. Well, what it, are we griping about this week? Well, you know what? There is just a plethora of things to gripe about. Where do we start? That's um, true. Oh, you know, here in Vegas, things can get really creative. I was running some errands this morning. And I stopped at an intersection. This is not a, I, I'm not bitching about this. This is wonderful. So uh, there was a, 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 actually a very handsome man. I'm going to guess late 20s, early 30s. And he was standing on the street corner waiting to cross the street. Uh, uh, very, very nice uh, haircut, uh, tan, uh, wearing summery type clothes. But the outstanding thing was that he had on blue Anklets and ruby slippers. It was terrific. He was channeling his inner Dorothy. <laughs> I you should have taken a picture. I I wanted to. I could not get my phone out in time. You know, because I'm old and it's in my pocket. My seatbelt yes. was on. I yeah. was practically sitting on it. So by the time I would have gotten this, the the uh, the camera out, he would have crossed the street. So, so now this goes back to the the whole thing about old guys with with tech, or old people <laughs> with tech, and and I mean I've been having an issue. I had to have the car radio in my car replaced because the one that came with the car went south on me, and I I got an aftermarket uh, thing, you know, a, a Kenwood receiver. Oh, I wasn't going to mention the name because uh, I'm not going to say nice things about it. I, I, I'll, bleep, I'll bleep it out in, in post. Ah, uh, no, don't worry about it. They're not a sponsor. We don't have to worry That's about true. it. That's okay. true. Uh, but so I had this this Kenwood receiver with Bluetooth and connects to my phone and, and all this stuff, you know, so I could get uh, 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 Pandora or Spotify and all these things through the phone. And, and of course, hands-free phone it's got a little microphone now in the car and uh it connects to the speakers if a call comes in unfortunately there's this weird thing that's been happening lately where after it's been uh, uh, connected to the phone for a few minutes or even the other day about 10 minutes i get this beep and then it switches back to radio Oh my! Was it just you, uh, like monitoring your conversation? Decided it was too boring and wanted I, I to go back know. to entertainment. So it's canceled phone calls on me in the middle of phone calls. Usually with my kids, who who don't take too kindly to me hanging up on them. 
Not that I'm hanging up on them, but it seems like it because, and, and actually it's not hanging up because the phone is still there attached to my windshield and I'm yelling, hello, hello, I can't hear you. What the hell? What happened to that call? And and they're going, I'm here, dad. I'm here. I'm here. But I can't hear him because it's just coming out of the phone and the phone's not loud enough for me to hear in the car without it connected to the thing. So I contact the the company to support to say there's a problem here and I don't know if it's my phone which has been doing weird shit of late um, like switching apps on me and and uh, just not you know one minute I'm I'm clicking it it's not working at all and then all of a sudden it'll work and then it'll shut down and it's really weird and uh, you know I took the phone in to my provider. And they were very helpful. They said, well, uh, you know, these phones after a, a, a while, they're no good anymore. And you have to get a new one. Right. And uh, usually I, that period is about, what, six days from the point where you, you bought it. About uh, about right. And, and uh, this is now not even two years old, this phone. And already it's giving me problems. So they go, oh, it's probably a software conflict. So you're going to have to do a factory reset which is going to wipe out everything on your phone and you'll have to start over from the beginning. It's like, uh, uh, I don't really want to do that. That's really a pain in the ass. And, and so I don't know, is it my phone? Is it the car radio? So I contact Kenwood and I tell them what's happening. And first they go, well, what model number is it? I said, I gave you the model number. No, you gave us a partial model number. All right, so I found the, the model number, and I gave it to them, and they give me this whole convoluted process of taking off the faceplate and doing a, a reset on the thing and then reconnecting the phone and making sure the firmware is updated. What the hell? <laughs> Why is this so dead? I'm thinking, you know, it might be easier to just buy a new car. Uh, that may, in, may may be in the cards. Let me jump in here. Now, I, this may be, you know, because I'm old, I repeat stuff. So it, it, it has to do with firmware and that sort of thing. I have a, um, a 2006 Ford, don't believe that, Fusion, and uh, suddenly developed kind of a rough shifting, uh, you know, as was driving along. So I did what everybody does these days. I Googled it, and it said uh, in several Google messages, oh, that uh, my my firmware in my transmission computer was out of date. I remember cars when they didn't have computers, when they had hand cranks on the front. You know. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I called my local handy-dandy mechanic who does very good work and said, Hey, dude, um, I have a, a 2006 Ford Fusion, and it says I need a firmware update. And the guy goes silent for a, a moment. And when I was expecting him to come back and say, Well, that'll only be uh, $80,000. Just bring it on in. Uh, actually, what he said is uh, that is um, – is proprietary. We can't do it. You have to go to Ford. Ford, you, they have the uh, uh, system for updating the firmware in your transmission computer. And at that point, I said, are, are there any other computers I should know about in my car? 
And they said, where do we start? Uh, but anyway, so I called the Ford dealership and got a, um, a service manager. Now, I'll get into this in just a second. But I, so I say to the service manager, uh, I need a firmware update on my transmission computer. And he says, well, we can do that for you. Uh, what uh, is your make and model? And I said, uh, 2006 Ford Fusion. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Your car's more than 10 years old. We don't do any maintenance on cars older than 10 years. What? The hey. dealership? Yes. You you said exactly what I said. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> WTF. I said, so I, I, I said, um... Okay, maybe you could just give me a little help. Um, where can I get this updated? And he says, well, you know, it is proprietary. I said, yes, so you're the only one who can update it. But you just told me you don't work on cars older than 10 years. And he said, yes, that's the policy. I said, well, okay, help me out. Be a mechanic here and just give me some ideas. And he said, oh, I'm not a mechanic. I'm just a service manager. <laughs> He's a specialist. So I, I said, wait a minute. Are you, like, telling me that you know nothing about car maintenance and you're a service manager? And uh, he said, well, no, no, I, I, I know how to uh, do stuff. I said, what, like change oil? And <laughs> he said, uh, well, uh, yeah. I said, well, what happens if something else goes wrong? Can you do that? He goes, well, then I refer it to our mechanics. I said, but you're a service manager, and you have no idea. So I could be explaining a problem, a technical problem, and you're just making crap up because you don't know uh, what you're talking about. And he said, uh, sir, I have to take another call. And that was the end of, end of my conversation with him. I hit a nerve. But how, how well, about do. that? I, because my regular mechanic has said to me, you know, that it was a lot easier with the older cars is, is all these mechanics know how to fix the older cars. The newer stuff with all the computer tech in it is much more complicated and it's they can't fix it. You know, I had a 1962 German, not American, a German Volkswagen that I bought from a returning uh, GI who had been stationed in Germany, brought it back, um, kept the secret of what was wrong with it, but he did sell it to me for a really cheap amount. And uh, then when I discovered what was wrong with it, it was an easy fix. So I got this uh, really good, solidly built car for not too much. However, the thing is, is... Um, Volkswagens at the time, uh, you know, you got miles per gallon, and usually that was pretty high. Uh, but then you also got miles per engine. What? <laughs> which What's meant miles that, per engine? Oh, every once in a while your engines blew up and you had to put a new one in. <laughs> and when I say blow up, I mean it looked like it took a howitzer. <laughs> it probably did if it's German. So... So anyway, I think I must have had five, six engines in that thing. I got so good, I could change an engine out in less than an hour. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was easy. It was only four bolts. You, you, <laughs> you, you jack the car up 
with one floor jack. You put the other, uh, your second floor jack under the engine. You loosen those four bolts. You lower the old engine out, roll it out, put a new engine on the jack, crank it up. Attach the four bolts, uh, hook up the wires and stuff. Because, there, see, it was air-cooled. There was no uh, radiator or anything you had to mess with. And it started up, and then you were on your merry way. Well, you had to lower the jack first. But uh, so, th- so that was easy. And then I had this uh, Ford Falcon that uh, I just drove for, like, a couple of hundred thousand miles. No issues at all. But today, you know, uh, and this is where somebody could cyber attack us and shut down every car in the country. Yes, that's the only thing I'm worried about with, you know, I, I'm, I'm in line for a self-driving car as soon as they're viable, um, which means uh, at least second generation. And, um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, that that's the, one of the fears is that someone's going to, take over your car you know it's bad enough when they take over your computer and you're t- they taking you to websites to look at naked women that's not so terrible it's like okay go ahead infect my computer if that's what you're going to do but when you take over my car and you're driving me to whorehouses that's a totally different thing <laughs> yeah because then you have to have then the real money that, is involved there and and that's where the term firmware comes into a totally different meaning <laughs> And you know, the whole thing with computers and stuff, uh, you've probably gotten one of these. You probably actually did the smart thing, and you didn't talk, but I did the dumb thing. Uh, But I did it intentionably and with knowledge of forethought. And that was this morning at around 9.05 a.m., I was expecting a call from somebody. Because usually, unless I know who's calling, I won't answer. But... So uh, phone rings. I pick it up and say, hello. And the guy on the other side, this is the IRS. We are calling because you owe us money. And I went, oh, my God, it's one of those calls. Yes, yes. So so because the, the fellow from the IRS sort of sounded like this, I thought, well, I would sound like that too. <laughs> so I, um, I, I I said, "What what is this about? And he says, I'm calling from the IRS. Uh, you have uh, $8,124 that you owe us. And I said, wait a minute. What, do, what is that amount again? And yes. he said, $8,124. I said, uh, $8,124? Oh, heavens be praised. He's like, what? <laughs> I said, thank you so much. Now, when can I expect to receive that? <laughs> he said, no, you do not understand. Uh, you owe us. I said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, uh, will you uh, send that to me in a check, or how do you plan to get it to me? <laughs> he says, you, you, you are not following the conversation. We, uh, we expect you to send us the money. I said, well, I'll tell you, I do not have a bank account. Oh, my goodness, are we out of time already? But, but no, we're not. The stupid thing. I, I put 30 minutes, but it decided to go You're going to have to feed the, You're going to have to feed the meter and send me $8,124 for messing up my story. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I, sorry. The, so so the, the fellow is trying to, uh, to convince me to understand. I said, well, I do not have a bank account. 
Uh, so there is no way to uh, uh, send it directly to uh, me in a bank account. He said, you could go to Target and you could get a card. I said, oh, I could pick up a card at Target. So you will send the money to Target and I can go there and pick up the $8,124. He says, no, 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 you can't do that. I said, well, Target's a little out of my way anyway. Is there someplace else that you could do that? He says, you need to send us $8,124. I said, I know it. I thank you very much. I can use the money. I'm behind on some bills. How about Western Union? You could send it Western Union to me, and that way I could just pick it up in my local store. (laughs) And at this point, the conversation actually degenerated into a lot of obscenities about uh, questioning my intelligence and and that sort (laughs) of thing. And... uh, and and once he calmed down, though, once he calmed down, I said, excuse me, now, who did you say you were calling? Long pause. I said, so I'm guessing you do not know who you're calling? <laughs> Another <laughs> long pause. I said, well, then, fuck you. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, but I, I, you know... I've heard so many stories about people getting calls from these guys and arguing with them. And then I do have some comedian friends who had suggested that. So I can't take it as an original idea uh, of, um, you know, just acting like I was the the intended recipient. But I generally, <laughs> you know, when I, when I get a call and then on my phone and the caller ID comes up, if I don't recognize the number, if it's not a number in my uh, directory, I don't answer it. But now that you tell that story, I am contemplating now answering every call from an 800 number or something just so I can engage in a call like that. Oh, well, this one had a 202. um, Oh, Oh, yeah, they do. And and then there I get ones with my area code. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't uh, it have a number that I recognize. Right. Well, and you, I'll, yeah. I'll you, look up the number, and of course, it never comes up to something legitimate. Of course. Now, usually, I won't answer either. And the only reason I answered is that I was expecting another call, and I thought that was the call I was expecting. Didn't look at the caller ID, just answered. And uh, then, uh, fortunately, the person who was supposed to call me was about a half an hour late. Otherwise, I would have been still involved uh, trying to uh, to thank the uh, the kind man from India who wanted to send me $8,124. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? With the way um, our, our current government is wiping out regulations left and right— uh, these things may become legitimate sometime soon as a legitimate business. That's true. And, you know, there might be somebody. Uh, now, I'm not expecting our listener to know. But if, if you know, if you happen to know a, a good hacker who could maybe um, get us the president's uh, phone number, that we could put a forwarding thing on, so we, when we get these calls, we just have them forwarded to his phone? Well, we could, and and they would probably take it. Did you hear that story the other day? There was a comedian, oh, I yes. don't remember his name, who who uh, punked Trump. Stuttering John. not yes. easy to say, you know. <laughs> I mean, he, he called him, uh, and they the, the White House put him through. Yes. 
Good screening there. Good screening. I, I don't remember what it was, but he actually got to talk to the president. It well, was... yeah, like I said, it was a stuttering John who used to be on the Howard Stern show. Who knows all about screening? He honestly didn't expect to get through any screening. He right. was just going to record, you know, his conversation with the uh, the switchboard. Yeah. But the fact that they put it through to Air Force One. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> It just shows how competent our current White House is. <laughs> and I do love, you know, as as we record this, uh, Trump is currently in England after uh, dissolving NATO or whatever the heck he did with them. And uh, he's, uh, you know, there are protests all over the place. Somebody carved a huge uh, crop circle uh, that says, fuck Trump. Yeah, and don't forget it, the uh, the big balloon baby. The, be, the balloon baby, yes. I love it. Did you see Colbert? Uh, Stephen Colbert did a bit, had a guy posing as a British newscaster doing a report and then interviewing someone from the home office or whatever who was talking about what a disgrace uh, the balloon baby was and everything. And he goes, and then the guy is doing the anchor goes, wait, wait, uh, Trump has just landed in... Uh, I forget what country he said. He said, and and they have an even worse statue. And they're showing footage of Trump getting off the plane. And they're going, look at that disgrace. Look at that horrible. It's <laughs> not a human being. <laughs> and they go, oh, oh, wait. That's actually the president. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, there was also, and it was on the Colbert show, so I don't know if it's real or, or, or made up, but of a, a German... Uh, news anchor talking about uh, NATO and uh, that uh, I, I can't remember the setup, but the the news anchor just lost it, just went into hysterical laughter. And he says, oh, uh, Germany's the puppet of Russia. Germany's the puppet of right. Russia. Because right. I, I have two words for you. Pee-pee tape. <laughs> yeah yeah and then today i i was uh, checking the news earlier today and that uh it was named peter struck yeah the, the fbi, FBI agent. agent who was uh testifying to congress and of course congress both sides republicans and democrats were going after the guy democrats for for him tipping the election to trump and the uh the treasonous republicans after him for trying to destroy Trump's uh, presidency. And uh, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe some of the line of questioning from these Republicans. Do they not get that they are being as treasonous as the president? By supporting this president, they are setting themselves up for uh, conviction of, uh, or worse. I don't know, but, you know, it's kind of obvious to um, most people who actually can think logically and consequentially. And, uh, you know, when you look at... Uh, Thank you for saying that after I had a, a trouble putting my last couple of sentences <laughs> together. And when uh, you look at the potential following this, uh, this presidency, when people are looking at what happened in this country... Uh, those people are, are just not going to be electable anywhere. I, I imagine that maybe some of them are come from districts 
which uh, has, as the president would describe, low IQ. But uh, most of them, when people start actually analyzing and saying, wait, you guys did that? What's the matter with you? Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing that really concerns me is that they're uh, the the Trump, the Trumpites, um, him and his supporters have done a pretty good job at, uh, by all accounts, of undermining the Mueller investigation by tainting it to, to make his supporters think that it's all phony. And it's just an attempt to get rid of him. So when Mueller comes in and has, assuming he does have legitimate charges against the president, there are going to be all those people out there who want to just knock it down, including our new Supreme Court justice, uh, Mr. Uh, Murgatroyd, or whatever the heck his name is. Yeah, Kavanaugh. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if he honestly is going to get through, um, it will be rather interesting based on his, uh, you know, because he's he's a person that has a track record, 300 uh, case opinions. They're going to be easily trackable and easily put out there. And, oh, by the way, did you notice, uh, I hadn't really even thought about this, but did you notice that we never had fake news before we had a fake president? That's true. So Actually, the, you know, I mean, look. Let's be honest. News, the news media has made mistakes since the invention of the news media. It's not uh, unheard of, but um, let's put it this way: they're more right than they are wrong. So, and when they're wrong, they usually admit it. Well, you know, it's, unless it's Fox, right? They don't admit to anything. <laughs> well, that's because they're not a, a news organization. That's that's true. But uh, you know, these this guy uh, Jim Jordan, who has been accused of uh, letting uh, one of the people in his employ get away with uh, physical abuse of students yeah. under him, yeah. and then he he complained that uh, journalists had interviewed more than a hundred people. Uh, that know him about this situation, he said, that's fake news. No, that's journalism. That's news. That's real news. The the journalists were researching, and uh, trust me, I know journalists, if it was turning out like they didn't want it to turn out, they'd still report it. And <laughs> well, so. yeah, most do. Um, now, like I said, in, in, and we've talked about this before, in the current state of uh, media, um, where there's that rush to be the first to report something, there have been a lot of mistakes made because mm-hmm. people have not taken the time to corroborate stories. But again, it's, it's few and far between. Yeah, and they admit to it. Oh, absolutely. And the thing about you know the rush to get a story out—that's where, uh, for years, maybe centuries, newspapers were very effective because they did not have to rush to get a story out. They their stories came out the next day. I mean, if they were really super uh, critical, there would be an extra, extra read all about it. They would issue a. Uh, an extra addition, but still, uh, it wasn't before it had gone through a handful of editors uh, and gotten typeset that it went out. Now, uh, you're you know you're watching the news, even news that we like, uh, 
and uh, uh, the you know they'll suddenly get breaking news, and they'll say, "Well, now this is uncorroborated, but uh, here's a picture. Uh, you might want to have children leave the room um, because uh, this could be quite disturbing." Uh, here's a picture of Donald Trump's butt. So um, they, you know. <laughs> That would be very disturbing and would lead me to never watch the news again. Exactly. And, you know, it's a thing where you would have to say, okay, yeah, that is disturbing, but was it news? And the the newspapers would have said we would have never have run with that because it's not news. But, you know, the electronic media are thinking, well, if we don't do it, if we don't do it, then uh, some uh, AM radio station is going to do it. Well, we are out of time. Oh, geez. You really? talked right through the end of our time. Uh, we, so, I mean, not that anyone's really timing us except us. That's true. But we don't want to lose our one listener. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll trim it off. I'll cut us off in the middle of a word. Nah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> they get a little extra this week because we're a value-added show. <laughs> so, so does this... That that's it for this week. I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching.